So uh, today's recording comes from uh, Kikar Rabin in Tel Aviv. Just happened to be here. We're going on to the second Mafsid of Zahirut, which is in Perek Hay of Masila Isharim. And we are, yesterday we spoke of the reasons that we don't do Cheshbon Nefesh, we don't analyze our actions, is not because we don't want to, but simply because we don't get around to, we're too busy. And we gave some solutions to that problem, but um, that's the issue, that's the main problem that we have. We just don't get around to it, and when we do get around to it, we're just too tired. Um, and we need, to, we need to relate to that problem. The second issue that Ramchal talks about is, is much more serious because it's something that we do on purpose. Meaning, these are, this is a reason we don't do Cheshbon Nefesh because we don't want to. We don't analyze our actions because we don't want to confront ourselves. Now, he, he gives a particular example, the Ramchal. He talks about frivolity. He talks about Kalut Rosh, how we will make fun of serious issues in order to deflect them, in order to avoid dealing with them, in order to avoid uh, confronting ourselves. But uh, I've often given many, many different examples that I have, uh, I have experienced over the years running the Midrashah. You know, we're all human beings, and I suppose from my vantage point, I get to see a lot of students struggling with real issues and choosing sometimes to confront those issues and choosing sometimes how to avoid them. And there are a number of different ways that we choose to uh, avoid confronting our issues. Of course, the easiest way to, uh, is to excuse myself, is to say, I can't, you know, I, I, I would like to, but I can't. And we do this in a, in a number of ways which, which come up very often. One is illness. Uh, we have the ability as human beings to uh, make ourselves sick when the confrontation is simply too hard. And um, we, we, we can do that. We can, we can actually have migraines, have headaches, feel nauseous, need to lie down in an attempt to avoid confronting a situation. You see, when, when I'm sick, I've got a perfect excuse. I, I've not dealt with the matter because I can't, because I'm not well. If I can't, it's not my fault. And uh, this, you know, at the beginning of a year in the Midrashah, for example, uh, there's, there's a very urgent and very difficult um, task that we have, to, we have to perform. And that is to size up the student body. We, we don't know any of our students. They've just arrived in the Midrashah. We don't know who any of them are. And we're trying to work out who's who. It's very, very hard. And often mistakes are unfortunately made when you're trying to do that. Um, but, but one of the things that I try to do is assemble facts. Meaning, you know, just see how many times a certain person is sick, how many times a certain person is late, how many times a certain person overslept. And there are some recurring, recurring patterns. And uh, if, for example, someone is, obviously this isn't always the case, but if, for example, someone is sick uh, four or five times in the first three weeks, it raises exclamation marks. Now, it could be, right, they have a real virus, it could be there's something really wrong, but sometimes it's a way, as human beings, that we choose to deal with something. We just don't feel well. And uh, we don't feel, it's, it, it, my, my classic example of this 
is when my second child was born, when Yitzhak was born, um, it was about two years after Michali, uh, probably a bit less, just, just under two years after Michali was born. And um, of course, Michali had had the, uh, had the privilege of being the firstborn, privilege or uh, burden of being the firstborn, but she'd been a princess, a queen, for, for almost two years in the family, uh, a year and a half in the family. And uh, suddenly, you know, we're speaking about another baby joining the family, and it's all very, very uh, hypothetical until the baby turns up at home. And suddenly when the baby turns up at home, this is a massive crisis for the firstborn child. She was the center of attraction for 18, 19 months, and now Ima is very, very busy with a new baby. And this is, um, it was once explained to me by a psychologist, it's as if uh, your husband were to turn up at your home at the end of a working day with a woman and say to his wife, uh, she's coming to live with us and she loves you. And um, the reaction obviously of the wife, justifiably, the wife will be furious, right? Well, if, if, if you both love us, then why are you bringing her home? And what's she doing? And why is she spoiling our, our relationship? And this is, this is what's going on in the first child's head who, who in heaven's name is this second child? Now, I have, I have this on film, by the way, um, that on the day of the bris of Yitzchak, Michali was sick. She was really sick. She had a fever, a very, very high fever. It's on film. You can see her there right by the bris, looking like a real, a real nebuch. And uh, when we took her to the doctor, rushed her to the doctor after the bris, the doctor said it will pass, it's nothing. It's, it's a reaction to the bris. We said, what do you mean it's a reaction to the bris? You don't get medical reactions to the bris. She said, of course you do. She, she was the center of attraction. Someone else is the center of attraction. This is her way of dealing in. She, the way she confronts the situation is becoming sick. And, and this I've seen time and time and time again, that the way we will choose to avoid confrontation is we can make ourselves sick. It's a Torah Shalema of mind over matter, of, of body and, and soul and how they work together or even against each other if the challenge is, is, too, is too hard. We have that with tiredness as well. All of you know, you've all, many of you have done camp. You know that you, you live off very few hours when you're doing camp. You, at least my experience of camp was that and we lived off maybe three, sometimes less hours a night when we were, uh, when we were doing camp uh, as a result of which um, we should have collapsed, but, but we didn't. We were able to continue performing and doing our work because we had the adrenaline and because things were extremely, extremely uh, positive uh, and we wanted to do it. Uh, but it works the other way as well. If you're finding things very, very hard, then you're just simply tired all the time. The best place to escape confrontation is in bed with your eyes closed. When you close your eyes, you can go to wherever you want to go, you can do whatever you want to do, and you can choose what your confrontations are going to be. So sometimes we avoid our cheshpo nefesh. We can make ourselves sick. We avoid our cheshpo nefesh by just sleeping our lives away. But we're doing these things on purpose. Sometimes we can even avoid confrontations by doing good things. So this is a story I'm sure I've told you many times. Happened in one of my first years in the Midrashah and uh, I was yet to really uh, understand how to speak to young American girls, English girls, South Africans, Australians are a bit different, and uh, had a girl, it was the first Shabbos, she was very lively, dancing, singing, she was having a great Shabbos, 
come Sunday morning, she comes into my office and she says, oh, you know, I've got to, I've got this friend in another school and her mother's really sick and we're saying to him at the hotel, I need to be with her. So I said, okay, just be back at this time and that was it. Uh, two, this is, I'll tell the story very, very quickly because, uh, but it took a number of days, but you'll see when you put it all together, the, the, it, there's an obvious problem. Two days later, she had another request of me. I need to go to another school to visit a girl who she's very depressed and she needs her friend and none of her friends are in her school and I need to go. And then, and then on the third day, someone else was sick. And on the fourth day, she knocked on my door and before she said anything, with my uh, very dry English sense of humor, I said to her, just stop where you are. And she said, what's wrong? She said, I, before, I said to her, before you say anything, I want you to know that, that I don't think I want to be your friend. And she said, oh, Rabbi, what do you mean? That hurts. What do you mean you don't want to be my friend? Said, All your friends are sick. Everyone you know is dying. Uh, and and she, stopped in her, she stopped in her steps. And she didn't really understand what I was saying. What I was trying to say is, it's inconceivable. Every human being, if you want to find something to avoid doing what you have to do every day in a country like ours, but in any country, you can always find a good cause to do it. But sometimes we are totally immersing ourselves in a good cause because we don't want to immerse ourselves in ourselves. Uh, and, and I've had so many examples of this in life. Sometimes you're, you're doing very good stuff, but you're not doing it really because, I mean, it's better than doing bad stuff, but you're not doing it because you really want to do the good stuff. You're doing it because you don't want to deal with yourself. Uh, so there, there are, there are, there's no end to different ways that we can use in order to avoid confronting our situation. The problem here, as the Ramkhal points out, is not the problem we were talking about yesterday. The problem we were talking about yesterday was that I don't do cheshbon nefesh because I simply don't get round to doing it. This problem is I don't do cheshbon nefesh because I don't want to, because I'm scared, because I'm afraid that if I do analyze my life, if I do look in the mirror, I will come to conclusions that demand change, and I'm scared of change. I'm scared of change. I'm. I'm comfortable, I'm in my comfort zone, I've created my comfort zone, and I have no reason to want to change that comfort zone. And, um, and if I analyze myself, it's going to make demands of me. If I look, if I, sorry about the traffic here in Tel Aviv, but if I look in the mirror, I might see something that I don't like. And therefore, I, I, I am not going to confront myself. But I can't say that, right? I, I can't say that sentence. It, 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 it's, it's a very, very... Uh, exposing sentence to say I, I I'm, can't do Cheshbon Nefesh because I don't want to change because I'm in a comfort zone because I really don't want to confront myself so we can make legitimate excuses we can or what seem to be legitimate you know I don't feel well I'm too tired I have to work for this charity I have to work for that charity I'm so busy with this so busy with that I'll get around to it at some stage but doing stuff now is much more important and the truth of the matter is that if we can sort ourselves out if we can make ourselves better people will do more we'll just do more and um and so we have to take a very good look in the mirror we have to have a very good look at, at, at what we do when we do it and the excuses that we make to ourselves why we're not doing things if they really are genuine excuses and you have to check the consistency of your excuse you know people can be too sick and too sick and too sick and too sick and then but they're, they're okay on a monday night to go out you know they're the, 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 my mum always had a rule at home, right? That if you're too sick to go to school, you're too sick to go out. Uh, but a person, I'm not talking about looking at other people now, I'm talking about looking at oneself. 
when, when, when you say, you know, I, I can't do this because, I can't do this because, and I'm not feeling well for this, and I'm too tired for that, but then for something else you're not too sick, or for something else you're not too tired, uh, you have to discover yourself. It's, I think, one of the biggest challenges in our lives is to know who we are, is, is to try and work out who we are, try and dig, uh, dig out those layers that we have accumulated in the years of our life and find the real me. Uh, but we have to, first of all, discard that fear of, of looking into ourselves, discard that fear of facing up to who we, who we may be, discard that fear of change. We have to have the belief in ourselves that we will never change into something that we don't want to change into. We have to have that belief in ourselves. But this, this part of Cheshbon Nefosh, this Hefseid, is of course much more serious than the one we spoke about yesterday because this isn't simply not getting around to doing it. This is not wanting to do it. So if yesterday the solutions we suggested were, well, find time to do it if you haven't got time. Today, the only solution is, is to, is to face up to oneself, is to look in the mirror and, uh, and really ask yourself the question, can, can I do better? Can I be better? Can I change or do I want to change things in my life and how can I change them? And what at the end of the day am I really afraid of? And um, you have to be very courageous to do this, but from this courage will result a, uh, a very, very good and uh, refined human being. Tomorrow we'll deal with the Bezrat Hashem, the third Mafsid of Zahirud. Have a good day.